Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. I've called this morning Opening Heaven's Heart. Opening Heaven's Heart. And I really want to set something uh, in our church. When I do go away, I, I do pray and I come back with, with a freshness and, and always a word from God. God's never let me down, never will. And uh, that's the word that I got about opening heaven's heart. I begin to think about that. Why, why didn't I say, well, uh, opening father's heart or God's heart? But heaven is his, his family. It's our home. And, and there's a culture of heaven. The angels carry it. The saints that are there that have gone before us, that great cloud of witness, witnesses carry the, the heart, the culture of, of heaven. And, and, and there is just a heartbeat in heaven. And it is the Father's heart, but everybody carries it that's there. We carry it here, and we'll carry it there. Opening heaven's heart is something that I really want to see with this church. I, I want to reset some things and, and just get our bearings for this year as we're moving forward with some things. And I want to talk about accessing with this message, accessing what's, what's ours or uh, partaking of the benefits. And as we get into this, I'm sure that you'll catch some revelations that will help uh, just guide us through a new year and set some things that, uh, as a course uh, that we need to set as a church. So I want you, I want you to go with me over to Ephesians chapter uh, 1. And we're going to read verses uh, 3 and 4. And it says this, it says, Praise be to God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love. This, this is loaded. In fact, all of uh, Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, the Ephesians, is absolutely loaded. And one year I, I went through like verse by verse and just had a really good time with Ephesians because it really does tell us so much of who we are in him and, and, and the benefits and how he sees us and, and just everything, God's heart towards us. And, and here, uh, we're not going to go too far into to the benefits, but he gives us quite a few already. He says, he has blessed us in the heavenly realms, has his past tense. A lot of times we're looking for something that's already ours. We're waiting for a blessing that's already come. So the question is, will he bless us is not the question. The question is, will we partake of what he's already blessed us with? And Ephesians, again, goes through, I counted 15 before I even got started of, uh, of blessings. We're adopted into him. We're, we're chosen, which means uh, you matter. I don't know if you've ever been picked for anything before that was important, but uh, it's nice when somebody goes, oh, I'll take you, and it's, and it's like you. It's like me? Yeah, you. Wow. Like what an honor to be chosen by God 
Like that is a huge blessing. That's, that's, that just says, you matter. In fact, I chose you before I made the world. You think, now how could that possibly be? But reminder, God is in eternity. He's outside of time. So as he is, he, you know, so are we, but he's the great I am. He's, he, he was and is and is to come. Uh, he's not bound by time before the world was formed, before he formed the earth and the stars and the, the sea, the seas full of fish and all the animals and uh, all the trees and everything else, before the, the mountains, before everything else, he chose you outside of time in a place called eternity. He blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Now, that might not mean a whole lot, but when you think about the spiritual blessings of being accepted, and, and Paul writes about this, being adopted, that you were adopted into his family. When you think about spiritual blessings like forgiveness, he, he, he declares that you are holy and accepted in his eyes. Like all of those things, if we can appropriate those things, if we can access those spiritual blessings and bring them into the earth, then something has to shift. There has to be a massive change, not just in our own attitude and our gratefulness, but also in the people that are around us that we are uh, affecting in real life. All of these spiritual blessings have a, a point where they, they, they enter the material, the physical world that we live in to make our life on earth like it is in heaven. And so he says here, every spiritual blessing, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. But then there's two words here kind of tacked on at the end of verse 4, which is where I really want to go this morning in the next few minutes. In love in love. Have you ever been in love? Now, I'm not talking about romantic love only. So you might go, oh, no, I'm not. I'm just, you know, I'm too young, or, I've, you know, love never fell my way. I didn't meet Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in love. Have you ever loved somebody so much that you'd do anything for them? I want you to think about, if you're a mother, you've got children. What wouldn't you do for your kids, seriously? <laughs> Father, what wouldn't you do for your little daughter or, or your son? I would take a bullet. If it came down to my life or my son's life, spare the son, goodbye dad. There's nothing I wouldn't do brothers and sisters that you have in love. The Bible's full of in love accounts, testimonies. Jonathan and David, they were two men in love with each other. Totally a healthy relationship, but there's nothing that Jonathan wouldn't do for David. There's nothing that David wouldn't do for Jonathan in the end. Jonathan gave his life. He was serving who he believed was the rightful king, even against his own father, who was the king, but dethroned for the righteous King David. I think about Naomi and Ruth. 
My people will be your people. My, my, my life is yours. They, were, they, they had a relation. They were in love. A lot of times we think about love, and it's almost equivalent to uh, sex. It's like, oh, yeah, love. They're going to make love. It's, you know, it's got this connotation to it. And, and we need to get out of that mind frame and think about the love of God and the love that we have for each other. It's not a romantic. Again, it's, romance is part of that. And certainly in its place, sex is part of that. But uh, this is something that goes far beyond that, 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 that can be plutonic. It's something that, that just is so far-reaching that God has for us that we're to have with one another, of course. And, and, and love is a giver. You can't say that you love somebody and not give them anything. That's just like not going to happen. Whether that's, you know, like I said, your child. We were, when we were in Wagga, Wagga Wagga, uh, the, we had a lot of the relatives come over with their little grandchildren. And, and uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, little Lola visited. She's three or four years old. And she's just cuteness wrapped up. I mean, just, and she comes over, immediately knows where the toys are at Gail's mom's house, opens that chest up, and out come all the toys. And there's a little toy phone there. And uh, there's little dolls and all kinds of things there. And she gets at the table there, ring, ring. And she goes, it's for you. And I go, okay, I know what we're going to be doing now. So I'm talking on the phone. I said, oh, who, who is this? She goes, it's the police. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm talking to a policeman. Hello, policeman. I'm thinking, now, where am I going to go with this conversation? <laughs> like, got a murder to report. No, you can't do this. Something's been stolen. Like, uh, it has to be a nice police station uh, 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 conversation <laughs> with little Lola. <laughs> it just, it's just so precious. But when she gives her mother something, Wow, you know, that's just an, an ultimate expression of love. When, when her parents give her something, and grandparents, it's just an expression that love cannot help but to give. Love is just a giver. It's the other side of things that isn't love, which is lust, which is just a taker. Always take, 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 take. I do weddings and... Uh, you know, couples will exchange vows, and often it's like a, a kind of a conditional, I'll do this, you're going to do that. And, and, and if you do that, I'll scratch your back, and you can give me a foot massage. Uh, you know, I'm exaggerating, but, but love is not like that. Love's not conditional, it's one way. To say I love God is a big statement. We'll find out whether you really love God or not. For God so loved you, God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but gain eternal life. Most of us know that, that verse by heart. It's a hallmark of the Christian faith. For God so loved that he gave. Love is a giver, totally a giver, not a taker. So how do you access what God gave? We just read he gave us every spiritual 
blessing in the heavenly realms. That word blessing is an interesting word because it's uh, eulogia, which eulogia, E-U and then L-O-G-I-A. Eulogia means benefits. Translated literally benefits. That God actually gave you benefits. Lots of benefits. But how do you access those benefits? The way that a lot of people try to access the benefits of God is through, quite frankly, manipulation. Manipulating God is not going to work, I'm afraid. (laughs) Have you ever had somebody that pretended to give you something, but there were strings attached? Everybody goes, yeah, I know that person. I know that person too. Isn't it just like, ah, really? Hey, come on over. Come on over to our, our house. Wow, we're inviting you over for dinner. What should I bring? Nothing. Just come as you are. And then the whiteboard comes out. Got a business proposition for you. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay, now we know. <laughs> this was not a generous act. This is like a form of manipulation. Imagine how God feels when we try to manipulate God through whatever. It's, it's, it, it must just be awful for God to experience that with his kids. But how beautiful it is when like little Lola hands, hands you something, like a flower or maybe a piece of her cupcake or something. It's like, oh, wow, thank you. That's, that's, that's so pure and so innocent. How, how do we access the benefits without that becoming a lustful, manipulative thing when it comes to God? And so I want to go to, uh, I want to go to a scripture that's misused frequently, I might add. Um, and I want us to look at Matthew 18, 18 to 20. There's a lot in this we'll unpack as we go down uh, the road with this. Probably going to be a series, quite frankly. Matthew 18, 18 to 20. Assuredly, this is Jesus talking now. And to really get this, you need to back it all the way up to verse 1 of Matthew 18. And, And he starts off with little children, talking about little children, that to access the kingdom of heaven, you have to approach this like a little child. Like, like little Lola, just pure, pure eyes, no, no ulterior motive, just the beauty of love. You, you need to see this love relationship with the Heavenly Father like a father and a little child, like, a, like the purity of, of a mom that loves her little darling, like a grandparent. Or it's, 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 it's a giving kind of a, a, a love. And then he goes on in Matthew 18, and he says, look, anybody that does anything to harm one of these, better for them that a, it'd be better if a millstone was put around your neck and you were cast into the sea than to do something to one of these little ones. And he's not just talking about chronologically a nepios, it's, it's, it's the term in the Greek. It's not just talking about a, a, a chronologically young baby. It's, it's anybody that's a child of God. When I see 
people carrying on in a lustful way in the church. And again, lust is not sex and talking about anything that's just take, I want my rights. Gimme, gimme, gimme. When I see churches divide and I see people leave and and discords and all that, the children, the, the babies in the church, the ones that aren't mature enough, the ones that maybe are new to the church and they leave. Like this man that I met, like I said, in, in town in, in Wagga Wagga there, like he left because somebody demanded their rights and 35 people exited because they jumped up and down because they didn't get their rights. And better for you than a millstone be put around your neck and you be cast into the sea than to harm one of these little ones for one of these little ones to turn away from Jesus in his church. That's, that's like a big serious, you don't do that. His church is his bride. He says she's beautiful. Who am I to disagree? You don't walk up to a groom on his wedding day and say, hey, you know, you're looking pretty good, but you got an ugly, you got an ugly bride. <laughs> Who does that? I see people are good at exercising faith, again, for what they can get out of something. I got my faith out there for my healing and for my prosperity. I got my faith. I'm going to get that job and everything else. Lust, lust, lust. If it's not out of love, well, what about faith? for what God considers to be the most important thing, his bride. But she's ugly. No, 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 no. Listen to me really carefully. Jesus says, he's the word, okay? God says in his word, call those things which be not as though they were. I am, I'm calling in that job. Job. You're mine. <laughs> Money, be mine. <laughs> Healing, be mine. Well, what about ugly church? Beautiful. Oh, I never thought about exercising faith for that. So that the little children can see the mature one. Mature is not how long you've been in church. It's how much you bridle your tongue and your attitude and how, how much faith you're speaking over what is the hospital, really full of dysfunctional people, including the pastor, I might add. He looked at me wrong. I'm out of here. Oh, gosh. You know, that's calling. That's faith. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about behaving in a way that you're exercising your faith for the most important thing, that God loves his church passionately? He even goes a step further and says, this is my body. You going to walk up and punch Jesus square in the guts? I don't think so. <laughs> Exercising our faith in the right areas. And in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, how do we access the benefits of a lover without trying to manipulate it and letting it turn into a lustful thing? Matthew 18, 18. Assuredly, I say to you, this is Jesus. He doesn't have to say it surely or verily, verily or truly. Everything he said is true, but he's emphasizing something here. And again, you can read everything that happens before that. He talks about forgiveness. He talks about a brother that or somebody that has an issue. Go to the person, give it your best shot to reconcile, let forgiveness kick in. 
Let, let what's in heaven be poured into that situation. If they don't hear you, don't go and win an argument, but bring, bring somebody else with you and try to win that person over. If, it's, if it still doesn't work, bring it to the church if you have to. Do everything you can to bring reconciliation and keep unity in the faith. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Now, I want you to notice something here. It's whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, not the other way around. A lot of people are binding stuff in the heavenlies and it's using the scriptures. It's not, it's not what it's talking about. You have to be like the Bereans, you know, rightly divide the word of truth. <laughs> your binding and your loosing is here. It's on earth. Not, not in heaven. Heaven is quite... Heaven's good. It's heaven. You don't need to be binding stuff in heaven. I'm binding Jezebel in the heavenlies. Been there, got the book, got the t-shirt. Know all about that, okay? That is not what this is talking about. It's whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth. And again, you got to read the, the verses before this to get what you're binding and loosing. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth, on earth, on earth, hello, concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. So how do I access the benefits that he laid up for me when he chose me before the earth was even formed? That's the question. And the answer is, you access, you access the favor of God by favoring what God favors. By loosing what God wants loosed on the earth. What does God want loosed on the earth? Again, taking it in context, and I could, we could spend a lot of time here. We could go through this verse by verse. But what does God want loosed on the earth? He wants forgiveness loosed on the earth. He wants generosity loosed on the earth. He wants reconciliation loosed on the earth. He wants his truth, his word loosed on the earth. Whatever you, you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, those spiritual gifts start to get poured out. Generosity and forgiveness and, 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 and reconciliation. When you start to loose and bind things here, he says, that's my boy, that's my girl. Power starts to get released by binding what God wants bound on the earth. What does God want bound on the earth? He wants unforgiveness bound on the earth. We're, we're not going to put up with that. He wants selfishness bound. We're not going to put up with that. He wants poverty bound on the earth. He wants greed bound on the earth. He wants lust bound on the earth. Now go with me to Psalm 35, 27. How, how do we tap into the benefits that he's already provided for you? He has loaded up benefits, but they're no good if you're not going to walk in. You, you can starve to death in the aisle of a grocery store. If you don't know how to eat, and access that, 
You'll, you, you'll starve to death with food all around you. You'll, you'll die of thirst if you don't know how to drink. If we don't know how to access these benefits, well, they're no good to us. But we don't want to try to manipulate God either. It's that purity and that motivation. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who? <laughs> Who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You see, the, the servant that's going to prosper is the one that favors what God favors. To, uh, to unlock the benefits, favor what God favors. Get on God's side of, uh, of all of it. Bring back to God what God's given you. Favor what God favors. Uh, it, it's... Love is two ways. It's not conditional, however. So I like to think, okay, God so loved me that he just gave. No, con no conditions. So how do I love God back? Same way. For Ed so loved God <laughs> that he gave. It's simple. Put your name in there. You love the same way that your father loves you. You love your father. No, no strings attached. I'm free in this. It's not conditional. I'm not manipulating God. I'm not going to try to have an agenda and keep it hidden from God. That's something that happened back in the garden. It didn't work. God provided everything. Everything's grown up around Adam and Eve and fruit and animals and everything to be partake, partaken of. They didn't even hardly notice it until their eyes were open and they ate of what God said don't eat of. Then their eyes are open. All of a sudden now something's, something's entered in there that was never there. The pure and undefiled love in the garden now has something called lust. This is now gone from a giving relationship to a taking relationship. The reason that God put this message on my heart the first Sunday of this year is because I want to get it right. I want to establish something right from the start that this is not this church and this pulpit, platform, whatever you call it, this microphone, whatever messages, this is not manipulation time, guys. I apologize if you've been somewhere and you got manipulated and all the rest of it. This is not about that. This is pure purity of heart. Get, let's get something established here. Let's, let's have pure eyes and clean hands. Let's, let's, let's move forward into something so that God can actually move through us, that it's not going to get stopped up because the pipe that's supposed to carry the pure water is, is, is clogged up. Let's, let's get our motive proper so that we can see these spiritual blessings start to flow, not trying to manipulate to get some spiritual blessings and, and have a, a, a ding-dong of a meeting or something. It's, it's not about that. This is about us growing up. It's not about us trying to manipulate God to do something in a meeting or our lives or whatever, whatever. Let's, let's, let's establish something of a foundation running into this year. 
So how do, we, how, how do we access this with purity? Focus on how you can bless God instead of how you can be blessed by God. So many people focus on how to be blessed instead of being a blessing. So I'm trying, I'm trying to, to establish something here. Question, am I trying to get God to fund my cause? Or am I giving to God to fund his cause? Is my motivation to get from God or am I trying to give to God? Because God is a giver. Love is a giver. Lust is a taker. So in any relationship, I think you need to ask yourself this question. Am I a lover or am I a luster? Am I a giver or am I trying to just get something for me out of the deal? It comes down to motivation of heart. These, these are matters of the heart. And when you open your heart, and again, the, the question, the title is mess, opening heaven's heart. When you open or you loose, you open your heart. You're opening your heart to heaven through, your, through love, through giving. God sees that openness, that, that heart that's open, and that, and that person that's favoring his cause, not trying to get God to, 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 to meet their cause. He can't resist. But it can't, can't happen through manipulation. And that's, it, it gets tricky. It really is. It's, it's, it's through prayer constantly. I'm always going to God saying, God, is there any hint here of whatever I'm doing, especially preaching? Is there any, any little hint here of manipulation in this? If there is, show it to me. It's dirty. Cast it away. Keep it away from me. I don't want to be that guy. I don't need to be that guy. God, you love me so much that if you don't ever give me another thing in life, I'm blessed. Off the scales blessed. I don't need to do that. And if there is anything like, like that ever, I encourage you to do what I do. Repent. Just repent. Get your thinking lined up with God's word and just say, God, I'm really sorry for I've made it something that it's not supposed to be. Even the littlest hint of it, I repent of it. Love's a giver. 100%, not a taker. If you want an open heaven, have an open heart. Whatever you open to God, God will open to you in greater measure. <laughs> Whatever you loose or release to God, God will release it to you. Whatever you open to God, God can bless. Whatever you close to God, God cannot bless. That's why he says in Proverbs 4:23, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. The word flows in the Hebrew is tatsa, T-A-T-S-A-H. It literally means limits, borders, or boundaries. It's used concerning a slave being set free. A lot of us are slaves in our heart. We're bound up in our heart. That's the, that's the, the, the issue. The limits of life are not outside of your life. They're the result of your life. 
If you're limited right now and you're not accessing the benefits or the blessing of God that he provided for before the foundation of the world, you only have to look no further than your own heart because that's where the boundary is. That's where the limiting factor is. That's why it's really important. Guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. It's a garden. Birds try to get in there. Weeds try to get in there. Everything tries to get into the, into the garden, into your heart. That's, what's the, that, that's what will limit any little seed of lust. And again, I'm not talking about sexual lust. Anything that's a taker, anything that's going to manipulate, anything that just is thinking about me, 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 my, I, I, you've got to guard your heart against that and get rid of it. The limits of your life are the result of your life. I want to um, close with something here, but um, the reason that we didn't have the offering earlier is because I really want to take back some ground. I want to make it sacred ground for this whole month. I want to pray over our giving to God and, and purify it. It's sacred. Sacrifices are sacred. I want to make the altar of giving a sacred altar. And this, this message, I'm about out of time, but I really want us to examine our hearts when it comes to offerings, when it comes to giving, when it comes to bringing to God. Because you, can you can't give God something that is already His. You can only bring it. We had, had a friend that um, picked us up from the airport. And um, we had another friend that dropped us off from the airport, I might add, as well, which is a huge blessing. And another friend volunteered early to come, come and get us. And, and um, you know, so he picks us up, and he's already done some shopping because he realizes, hey, these guys are going to be without groceries when they get home. So there's milk, and there's strawberries, and there's bread and there's cheese and there's lettuce and it's like a whole big thing of went to the grocery store and just thought what are these guys going to need to put in the fridge when they get home this is yesterday I'm like this is amazing and there was chocolate there was a big bar of chocolate and then our friend said hey I got some tickets we go to the movies shout you guys the movies she went to the movies. I said to Gail, hey, why don't, we, uh, why don't we bring that chocolate to the movies? We can share it. And so we did. And when my friend's sitting there at the movies, I didn't say, hey, I, I'm really generous today. I want to give you some chocolate. For, I'm going to shout the chocolate at the movies. Like, he bought the chocolate. <laughs> he bought it. I brought it. Well, what are you holding on to? Seriously? <laughs> That's why it never says that you're a giver when you're a tither. You bring it. You don't give it. You can only bring what's his. <laughs> and, and, and out of love, 
Not out of lust, not to get something. I know he says, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you can't contain. We're talking about uh, opening heaven's heart. But, but that's, not a, that's not a manipulation on my part by bringing something like that. It's, it's, it's purity. I love you so much, God. You gave me the chocolate in the first place. Yes, have a, as much as the chocolate as you want. It's yours. It's all yours. And that's the attitude that I want us to approach this time of our giving. And if you're not prepared to do that, all good. Nobody knows. You and God, okay? This is between you and God. So, you know, I just want to encourage you to go back and ask yourself in life, not just offering time with money, but in life, am I a lover when it comes to that relationship with that person that I, that I love? I love you so much. Or am I a luster? I'll do this if you do that. Let's negotiate this. No, no, there's no negotiate. It's one way. God so loved, he gave. End of story. If you never do one more thing, if you never do anything, he still gave his only son. And I think it's, it's so, so wonderful to be able to have an action when it comes to tithes and offerings that I don't want to run over this almost apologetically, get it out of the way. We don't want to offend anybody. People have had bad experiences, et cetera, et cetera. No, this is pure. This is a wonderful time. And if it's not, I guess you got to ask yourself, if it's not a wonderful time for you, maybe just ask yourself why. Because it is between you and God. Nobody else is going to know. <laughs> I don't know what you're giving or not giving or whatever. It's not none of my business. But I'm here to coach you and to to get you to see that God is not holding back benefits or blessing from you. He's just inviting you into a bigger world. Let them shout for joy, those who favor his cause. For he takes pleasure in your prosperity. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me just pray. And then, yes, we are going to... Um, have a time of giving. And like I said, I've chosen to have this at the end of the service. We'll probably do this for the month of January just to reset some things. Um, and I ask you to go away and think about not just this money, but every area of your life. And just ask yourself, am I a lover, a giver, or am I a luster and just a taker? What's in it for me? Let me pray. Father, I just thank you right now. For anybody here that doesn't know you, he gave unconditionally to you. While you were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for you. That's love. It's a one-way thing. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It's just whether you want to receive that or not. Nothing that you can do to work it up. It's by grace and grace alone that you're saved. It's by his work on the cross. So if you want to receive him, the gift that he gave you, it's up to you to say yes to that gift. So repeat this after me. If you want, I'll just pray and you can pray with me. Say, dear God, I thank you for giving me your only son. Jesus, I give you my heart. 
Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.